Hey, all you Trek Live crew members, this is Trek Live Dan. Just wanted to say thank you for dropping by the podcast feed. Just a friendly reminder that this podcast is recorded live first on our YouTube channel, so definitely um, stop on by to join the discussion. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Welcome to, welcome back to episode um, 201 of Trek Live. Welcome back to all the Trek Live listeners. Um, Bill and I are back after a long hiatus uh, of some life stuff. Um, ending of me, my rewatch kind of um, lined up perfectly for a good break. Um, but before we get into what we're talking about today, Bill, how you doing this morning? Doing well. Happy to be back. Uh, look forward to starting to edge back into maybe a little bit of a routine. Uh, talking about Star Trek here on on the internet um in person on the internet uh so yeah uh what about you how's how's fatherhood how's how's life uh it's going good it's um it's uh, it's definitely a change and it's definitely something that i have to get used to but um sure. uh, i love it so far um and i've been enjoying the time off I do miss my rewatch, um, but it's also been nice to have uh, Star Trek every week. Um, yeah. So, Bill, what are we talking about today? Uh, well, first of all, how's your rewatch going? How has the spring gone? How has the the time off gone? How's how's life? Uh, time off's been good. Uh, I've been I've been plugging away. I'm deep into as of the recording of this. Uh, I'm, I'm deep into the um, uh, the Discovery New Age kind of stuff. I finished Enterprise. Um, uh, I just watched uh, The Red Angel. So getting towards the end of season two of Discovery, uh, the new stuff goes really quick, I think because it's so bingeable and because the seasons are shorter. Um, so I'm, I'm getting towards the end. I'm going to be where you are with kind of like the in-between rewatches phase uh, pretty soon here, I think. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to like recharging a little bit and getting started with something new uh, a little bit down the road. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going well. I'm really enjoying Discovery. I always do. I'm really excited to get into like Picard, which is like Discovery because it's been around for a few years now. I've, I've done Discovery, like parts of it at the beginning of the show as a part of like the bigger rewatch. Like I've done rewatches that have ended with or had Discovery incorporated somewhat, but I've never had like this whole thing culminate in like Picard and Lower Decks and um, the stuff that's that's kind of running now. Um, so exciting time. Uh, the next few weeks should be should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I've been really enjoying uh, all this new track, Weekly Track. It's been really nice um, to, yeah. to, to have at least something when I'm not rewatching. Um, but uh, Bill, what are we talking about today? So I think right now is a really good time to kind of assess uh, in some way, like these five shows that are all kind of in production now, like the Strange New Worlds just premiered the other night. Uh, so we have seen something of all five of the currently running uh, Star Trek shows. So uh, what we figured we would do with uh, Strange New Worlds having just premiered is look at the premiere episodes of all five of these shows and kind of just like assess how we were, like what our thoughts were going into each one, how we felt coming out of the, the first episode of each, uh, you know, think, think about, you know, how we felt and how we feel about each premiere episode and maybe at the end, do what we do and put together a little bit of like a, a stacking of our preferences, right? Like a favorite to least favorite of five. Yes. Uh, just premiere episodes. We're not talking about the shows as a whole. Nope. Uh, Stranger Worlds, we only have one episode right now yep. to, to think about. <laughs> and there's a lot that's happened, obviously, in shows like Discovery and Picard. And those shows have changed a lot yes. over the last couple of years. So uh, we're going to try to consolidate our views down to the Vulcan Hello and Remembrance and so on and so on. So looking forward to this. This should be a lot of fun. And it's a, it's a, I think it's a really good time to do it with... Uh, Stranger Worlds being so uh, so new and so raw, and uh, now that kind of amazingly we have five currently running Star Trek shows that are here. So. Yeah. What a time to be a Star Trek fan! 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like you were just kind of saying, uh, you know, for a long time, at least for me, like when I would finish a rewatch, I when I took a break in between rewatches, I took a break because there was nothing. Yeah, like it was there was the dead zone. Whether it was Discovery running and for the vast majority of the year, there wasn't Discovery. It was yeah, just, you know, because they're in production. Weeks yeah. Of the year. Yeah, yeah, or before that, there was no new nothing. Um, so now you you finish a rewatch and you're still getting weekly Star Trek. That's that's the beauty of. You know, we have, we've had one week of uh, not a new episode since August twelfth or something. That's twenty Jeez, uh, like, you say it out loud, out loud like that. That's just uh, yeah, it's like yeah, the new golden era of Star Trek, I guess. It, it really is. <laughs> I did a count. I, I, I looked at my spreadsheet with like all the episodes and stuff, and uh, I think Strange New Worlds, the pilot of Strange New Worlds, was like the hundred fifteenth episode of Star Trek since the Vulcan Hole. So there's a lot of content. That's, there's like more episodes of the new stuff than there are of Enterprise and of the original series. Like there's there's a lot of that's crazy of new Star Trek um, to to tackle. As I'm finding, just getting into season two of Discovery with the rewatch, like there's a lot left. There's a lot more that I have, that I still have to do. Uh, far from the end. So yeah, golden age indeed. So I guess we should start with. The Vulcan Hello. Let's do it. Discovery. Like, kind of put ourselves back to, like, five years ago now, leading yeah. up to the fall of 2017. Uh, we were doing Trek Live at the time. I think Trek Live, the very, very beginning of that, of our, of our venture together, was sort of, like, the, the, the sort of cloud hanging over us in those first months of the show. It was like, yeah. what's Discovery? Like, what's it going to be? What's it about? Yeah. Like, that, that, like, unpacking of the mystery of what the new show was, was, <laughs> even, was even all about. Yeah. Just kind of the underlying thing from like our first few months yeah. of, of talking about Star Trek here on Trek Live. Uh, so, I mean, what do you what do you think about the Vulcan Hello? When you think back to like, well, for me, it's it yeah, coming out of it. For me, when I look back, it's I think the most excited I've ever been for a premiere. Yeah. Now we've had you know five. Uh, show premieres and like you said dozens of episodes um you know breaks and and things like that so for me that's i've never experienced uh this before and so just when i i remember thinking back it, it just um i just remember being so excited and so um just feeling of of unknown um right because this we were going into this new era where it you know if card kind of airing and and some of these other shows airing you kind of know what to expect from this era it's a little bit more fast-paced really yeah. um you know action heavy and, and things like that but with with discovery it was just a whole new thing where it was just um discovering a new type of star trek for the first time in this new era which i think at that point um I had felt pretty solid and I knew what to expect from Star Trek. So with this episode, which it, is, it's just a whole new dimension almost of, of um, Star Trek on TV. So I just remember being so excited. Um, the episode in itself, um, uh, to me, is um, pretty solid. Um, a typical premiere. Um, it's really, it's got some good character beats, but it also has some really good, um, really big uh, world-building actiony stuff too. So, which I think even, and we can talk about it, the comparisons uh, with with these premieres, and you know, um, '90s era Burman era Trek premieres. Um, but there's some similarities that I see that I really love, but also some changes that um, felt new and fresh to the franchise. So. Really cool. Yeah, I, I echo a lot of that. You know, I, I I'm old enough to remember like being excited for Deep Space Nine, really young, uh, coming out Voyager Enterprise, and they they felt more. They were exciting and they were big deals, and I was hanging on every piece of information about those shows coming out. But they they felt more reminiscent of like Picard coming and Lower Decks coming, like each of the the the, the the premieres after Discovery, uh, because it, it was part of a already running thing. Um, I feel like my excitement for the Vulcan Hello was probably, I'm, I'm imagining what a lot of 
people felt with like the next generation coming out. Like after a long break, Star Trek hadn't been around. It yeah. was like besides Calvin whatever. timeline, yeah, yeah. Other than that, yeah, and just like back then in '87 when Encounter Four Point was coming, there had been TOS movies. True. Like, there was, yeah. there was Star You're Trek right. yeah. stuff. There was stuff in the movie verse, and uh, it wasn't a total. Um, drought but there was um i'm sure really you know anxious feeling of not knowing what it's going to be like it's it's completely different and fresh and a lot of mystery surrounding it and um that's that's certainly what shrouded the vulcan hello i just remember going in and like the one kind of calling card of the vulcan hello i think and battle by our stars which happened that came out the same day uh, was the the sort of almost like prequel nature of those two episodes? Like Discovery kind of slow rolls, introducing the characters that become our our regulars. The we don't see the Discovery for the first two episodes, and I remember that in like the ad materials leading up to it. Like clearly two different ships. We got two captains. We knew Michelle Yeoh was in it playing a captain. We knew yeah. Jason Isaacs was going to be playing a captain, and trying to like just piece together like how's this going to work? Like what's What's are we doing? Two ships? There are which ship? Are which we was not the mo for Star Trek, right? It was. Right. It was so always new. we knew the, the the cast. It was going to be this type of yeah. ensemble type. On a yeah. ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of a lot of mystery surrounding how it was all going to work, what the logistics of the show were going to be, where it was going to take place, who was in it, um, and and also obviously kind of similarly to Enterprise, it's a prequel. So like, where does it fit in the timeline and there's a lot of mystery surrounding that and how it was going to gel with other things. And, um, I just, I just remember, you know, the overwhelming sense of excitement for, for the newness of it and just kind of falling into it, uh, pretty quickly, you know, it, it, it deals a lot with like Klingon mythology and, uh, I just, it, it opens with, uh, you know, Takuma giving this speech and it's the Klingon language. And I just remember like right away, okay, that's Klingon, that's Star Trek, like right off the bat. Um, and um, yeah, it's different. It, it's certainly a change. And, you know, the, I remember the other huge thing going into Discovery was that the main character wasn't going to be the captain at the time. That was going to be like the big difference as well. Uh, we're dealing with somebody who's not at the top of the chain and is still on the journey to like fulfilling that that promise and all that stuff uh so uh it, it was it was certainly different um and and took a different path to introducing the show uh but i, I think it's a good pilot i, I think it, it tells us a lot about michael burnham and saru and sets us off on i've watched it many many times in the years since uh and it does establish a lot of what's what's going to come uh, and everything that Burnham has kind of done over the course of the last four years that we've seen are definitely branches off of where she starts here in the Vulcan Hello. Um, a lot of big cinematic stuff in it. Yeah, you know, I remember the, the spacesuit uh, shot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, through the, the debris field and you know, standing on this artifact with a Klingon. Uh, and. Um, yeah, it's it, there's a lot of exciting stuff in it, and I just, I just remember like seeing the crew interact on the bridge and feeling like this is this is Star Trek to the to the core. Uh, like it's it's there's a lot of good um, crew interaction. Uh, they, I think they do a good job of selling that this crew's been around for a while. They've been together for a while. This is sort of like the Vulcan Hello and the Battle of Binary Stars is almost like the end of a show that we didn't see. I just remember feeling like this is the end of the ships. Yeah, comes to an unceremonious yeah. and horrible end, but yeah. Uh, it, yeah, I think they do a good job of selling that there's been a lot that's happened to these people, and like, there's been a lot of bonds, notably like Saru, Burnham, and Giorgio, uh, that have built over the last few years, and uh, that carries into you know the rest of the show with uh, the Burnham and Saru relationship, especially. Yeah, I just remember just also just to uh, rewind just a little bit, just the production value. Um, yeah. Just and 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 that's not. It's usually Star Trek premieres usually go over budget. They do big things, but this just felt so like Bill said, so cinematic. So like I was watching a movie. It helped that it was a two-parter, kind of technically two episodes. Um, um, but yeah, I just remember being the, just blown away by the production value and. Um, 
you know, we'll get to it. But Strange New Worlds, uh, my wife, she watched it with me too. And she said, wow, I just, I feel like I'm watching a movie. Um, <laughs> and so it's just, that's just another mark um, of these premieres. Um, I think they do feel uh, really cinematic um, yeah. in their start. <laughs> totally agreed. Yeah. Uh, anything else on Bulk and Below? Kind of stands out as a. Anyone? I don't think so. Um, just that I just it was just so exciting, and I remember just like jumping on Twitter right after it happened, kind of pre and post uh, watching the episodes, and just just it was just buzzing on the internet. Oh yeah, and then that's even, another big yeah. <laughs> so and yeah, and there's you know for better or worse, there was uh, lots of talk, you know. You know, like Bill said, when you have, when you deal with a prequel, um, fans are always, you know, very um, protective and very particular about keeping everything, quote unquote, canon. Um, so yeah, it's it's just I remember that also being a part of it at the at, you know after watching the episode, um, you know, feeling that buzz on the internet, um, you know, a few days after, and then so yeah. Totally. Yeah, that's that's the, the one thing that I think kind of does link all these shows together is the, the buzz on the Internet. I think Discovery, from what I can remember, was probably the the, the, the hottest in terms of just like the amount of uh, just unavoidable like discourse that you just found everywhere you went. Yes. Because of it being the first one back. And I yeah. Like that. <laughs> and, uh, that, that, was, that was really loud and really, really interesting to watch yeah. happen and participate in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Cause it, what yeah. about remember? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. What were you going to say? Just because it's, yeah, you're right. It is the first one back. And so I, I still think yeah. that Discovery gets the most buzz and, and you know discussions i will say uh on the internet um right now so yeah let's go to remembrance yeah remembrance is the card premiere uh this is a very different animal uh you know this is you know reintroducing patrick stewart as picard and i think the big deal here for me was this was our first kind of step back into that 24th century kind of story uh, storyline you know the, the tng through voyager nemesis yep. like kind of being the last thing and even like with the 09 opening of the kelvin timeline stuff kind of hanging out there like how they're going to deal with that like all these questions were the big things that were kind of exciting about the opening of picard and and the the, the going back to that point in the timeline uh and with such an iconic character. Yeah, yeah. and just bringing Picard back and everything with that kind of left open as a possibility, which I think is going to culminate even even more in season three. Like, that opens so many other doors. Like, who else can show up? Uh, pretty much anybody. Yeah. Uh, from, from those from those three shows in, in the, that are in the 24th century uh, from the Berman era. Um, and uh, there was a lot of excitement uh, around around this. Uh, yes. I think um, and there was a lot of hope for people who maybe weren't as fond of discovery and had questions about, you know, especially at this point of the show, this was post season two of discovery. We had seen two seasons of discovery when Picard premiered uh, people who, you know, just wanted to get back to like the future of the show, like not doing prequel stuff and having to jury rig things into the timeline and stuff like go forward. Uh, there were a lot of people I feel like I remember talking about being excited about that. Um, I've always liked the prequel stuff, so that was never a huge factor for me. I like playing in the timeline and making things connect and adding adding color yeah, to all the things. world but, building, yeah. Uh, the world building that yeah. I think the, the prequel stuff kind of allows for, but definitely exciting to, to get back to this point in the timeline was, was a big deal. And of course, you know, I've, I've said many times on Trek Live that you know, you know, Picard's my... My goat. That's that's the that's the one for me. That's the character in like fiction overall that kind of resonates the most with me. So there's a lot of excitement just about seeing him again and where he was in his life and uh, just kind of a lot of disbelief that it was even happening and kind of where I was going into it. What about you? What do you remember about the lead up to? <sighs> lead up to um, definitely a lot of excitement. I think the difference here is with like TOS era. And maybe some early TNG, like the actors, um, we wouldn't get, we would get more of a character instead of the actor. But with with 
with TNG, like the actors still like young enough to be able to come back and and act and and, and not have to recast uh, some of these like iconic um, actors that we get later on in Discovery. But um, yeah, I remember um, being really excited. Um, I think it was um, also some hesitation. Um, with any really iconic show, especially um, dealing with such an iconic character. Um, I remember people... Um, it's, it's hard to please people because they wanted to get a good ending to that character, but they also, I felt like, at least on the internet, we didn't want to see just a, a TNG reunion show. Um, yeah. So I was really worried about that balance. Um, and honestly there were some nerves too because i think i didn't want <clears throat> i didn't want um you know this just run before we can walk you know i, I was worried that we were gonna get too many shows the writers were gonna get burnt out um yeah. i really do think that and this is just kind of a side conversation for maybe another day but they've done a good job of, of really establishing um you know you got the, the the producers that have a lot of hands in all the shows but they also have um great writing staff and and, and production people for each show um yeah. to hopefully not make it so we get burnt out um and we end up with another enterprise situation here but um that was my thing um and i think i was just i i just remember being really nervous because um we didn't really touch on this, but again, maybe a topic for another day. But it, um, Paramount Plus uh, was still kind of in its infancy at that point, and the kind of the streaming services were. It was still kind of a um, new thing, um, you know, to be adding content uh, just primarily on. Because I think this uh, Vulcan Hello and Battle of the Binary Stars did they air on live TV? Vulcan Hollow did. They, okay. I remember they showed Vulcan Hollow on CBS, and then if you wanted to watch Battle of Binary Stars, you needed CBS All Access. Nice. At the time. Yeah. Uh, um, so I, I, I just remember being really nervous about that. Like, are we, are we, you know, taking on more than we can handle right now with these shows? Now we got freaking five shows going on, and, and um, you know, Star Trek right now is, is a pillar of now Paramount Plus's content game. So um, I'm happy about that, but I was always worried. Like it was, it felt like um, we were all waiting on bated breath. Like is is Discovery gonna get renewed for another season? Is you know, do they have enough budget for <laughs> this extra show and all these things? And um, but yeah, this I. Um, but Remembrance itself, um, I remember being solid as well. Um, I have a hard time giving premieres an honest review because it's the first, and it feels really fresh and new and different and um, than Discovery did at that point. Yeah. Um, and it was dealing with such an iconic character. It's hard, it's hard to take that, um, you know, infatuation with such an iconic character out of it. Um, but I think we've done a, a good job now since we've had um, two seasons now of Picard. Yeah, it's, that's nuts. Um, but yeah, that's my two cents. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of that. I think, um, you know, another big thing that kind of made this a different animal. You, you talked about Discovery being a very different kind of show, uh, especially early on in, in the lead up to it with questions about what ship are we on? Who's the captain? Like where has the crew all come together and all that stuff. The card being a show that kind of takes place outside of Starfleet. Uh, that, that's not just like a crew on a Starfleet ship off on adventures or, or, or just a crew. Like it's, it's a, it's a more ragtag group. It's about a person, you know, who's at the end, like, beyond their career it's a retired person you kind of you know the, the, a lot of remembrance takes place on the vineyard you know with with uh laris and jiban like his two romulan companions who are just kind of hanging around living with him and helping to take care of business and it's dealing a lot with the fallout of the, the supernova thing that leads into kelvin and uh this romulan relocation project and uh you know how like we're, we're getting a lot of backstory and uh about 
stuff that we kind of know from prior Star Trek because of O'Nine and stuff, but it's really fleshing out and, and bringing into the forefront and, you know, putting, putting on screen, uh, you know, things that I think we've all kind of assumed and imagined uh, what would happen after that. And um, what Starfleet looks like after, a, you know, a, a, an event like that. And it's not as, it's not all, you know, sunshine and rainbow like starfleet not in a great place and yeah. people that we know and love and respect who aren't real happy with starfleet and, like this is all very new stuff again like it's another show that, that kind of came along and kind of unpacked the, the the formula a little bit and shook it up um and that that felt like a, a risky but an exciting change of pace uh, it felt like it was going to be divisive which it has been uh for, for some folks um but I, I was I was on board and excited for like the deep dive into a, a character. I mean, like I, I've been talking to people in just the last few weeks about the way season two wrapped. I don't want to get into all that. It's a whole different discussion and the way, where certain characters ended up and yeah, yeah. who's in the show and who's not and all this stuff. <laughs> and uh, those are all like really good conversations. And a lot of those characters I love too. But the name of the show is Star Trek Picard. Like the show is about. This this where Jean Luc Picard is at the end of his life. That's obviously like the mission statement of the show, I think. And um, the, I, I was I was intrigued by that promise that we were going to get that kind of unpacking of such uh, like a iconic character, as you you, you said a few times. Um, but there's a lot here. Uh, there's you know when I think of remembrance, I really think of that scene when he's being interviewed about the Romulan relocation and he like alludes to Dunkirk and like yeah. uh, kind of being the, the, the historical analogy for for, the, for that event mm-hmm. uh, or our example of things we know uh, and the sort of slow walk toward like waking up and getting back into the into the swing of things and uh, the sort of sneaky way that it kind of tells us that this first season is going to be about coming to terms with the death of Data. Like, right at the beginning of the show, he's having a dream about Data on the Enterprise. And yeah. It, I don't think it, like, puts it in bold red letters on the on your forehead, like, this is a show about reading the Data. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it pretty well kind of does. I think it does a nice job of subtly telling us that and informing us that that's what the, 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 the story of the first season is going to be all about. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the, the Nostalgia City. Yeah. Uh, this first episode of Picard, I think, because of that. I, I think it's, I remember getting hit with the feels about, you know, my love of the next generation and those characters and mm-hmm. you know, kind of longing for that that feeling. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of bittersweet stuff in, in remembrance, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Lower Decks. Um, Lower Decks. Contact. Yes, is is the premiere of Lower Decks. Uh, I think I think I remember you. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you you were a little worried going into Lower Decks, right? Yeah, uh, my feeling, uh, Bill's probably relieved. Um, I was <laughs> I was really on the fence about an animated uh, comedy. Um, yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of animation and and different uh, types of animation um, which I guess we'll kind of get uh, to a little bit later um, but uh, I at that point I think we had seen some short tracks maybe yeah of them um, yeah. you know d- doing some uh, screen tests with different types of animations and stories and things like that um, I was relieved um, and, and pleasantly surprised because I was I was you're right Bill I was really worried and on the fence about um, something like this um, but now I it's just um, I got a great show and I love it and I'm looking forward to the next season but um, uh, I just remember watching the first episode and just and feeling relieved um, and how well rounded. Um, the humor was because um, I think in Star Trek uh, sometimes um, they do nail humor and sometimes it just feels a little clunky and a little forced, and, forced. Um, which they, they still do in um, Lower Decks I'm not saying like I'm not sure um, yeah. but um, I think they they didn't um, it wasn't um, 
you know, d- dragging the Star Trek name through the mud. I think it's, um, you know, perfect balance of, of satire and then not just making fun of everything all the time, but also just every now and then doing a little, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge about just things like that. But I just, I just, I think it's just so well balanced show with, um, you know, tackling some interesting topics that aren't, um, you know, comedy based. It's obviously that's yeah. it's really that's the forefront of the show, but it's also um, deals with some tough stuff, and I think that's Star Trek in a nutshell. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I was concerned too. Uh, you know, I didn't. I've talked about before. Like, I, I knew of Mike McMahon, uh, I but I had not seen Rick and Morty. I, I wasn't familiar with his work, like the things that he was known for before Lower Decks. I wasn't. Uh, a fan or not a fan I just was just neutral and un- unfamiliar but the reputation that those kinds of shows had left me a little worried that it was going to be like you kind of said like a little too pointed a little too making fun of uh, but I remember you know I remember coming away from the premiere of Lower Decks kind of mixed because I didn't love the episode I thought it was like I think because of my adjustment to it. like i felt like it was fast it was doing but it, like all premieres it's doing a lot of things at once it's introducing us to the characters it's introducing us to the setting it's trying to tell a story that's that's unique to that that episode um so it's it's trying to do a lot of things at once um and uh it it to, to somewhat mixed results for me but i remember coming away like the big takeaway was i felt like okay i can breathe the show's gonna be okay and i felt like lower decks uh, is the show that loves Star Trek the most. Like, it's the one that has the most, uh, you know, unabated nostalgia for the stuff that came before. You know, Discovery and Card and some of these other shows have it too, but Lower Decks is, like, wearing it on its sleeve and very, very open about it. And I, I knew that. Even with not loving the first episode as its own thing, I felt like I could breathe and, you know, accept that the show was going to be uh, tonally something I was I was good with and pretty quickly right after that the next handful of episodes I yeah I, th- I think it got even more assured yeah it took a few episodes to um to get into the that mindset like you said of this this so fast-paced like even yeah I mean this that's just a kind of a staple of of this modern era of Star Trek and just television in general is just quick cuts and, and things like that but I think especially Lower Decks, you know, those first couple um, episodes, not just the premiere, but it's, it's really quick, And but that's, I guess you're right, it's to be expected, because they got to do a lot of um, things in a shorter amount of time, like we're not getting a 45-minute... Yeah. Um, it's like 23. Yeah, before. so you got to do, yeah, you got to be quick. Um, yeah. So, yeah. There's a lot of jokes. Yeah. A lot of jokes. <laughs> a lot of jokes. You know, yeah. in a short amount of time, it's just a lot. Yeah, and they... That's... Yeah. Yeah. But I think they've they've kind of found their balance. Sometimes they oh, they, yeah. they um, you know, shoot their shot so to say with a, a bunch of material. But also, there's been some episodes where they pull back the reins that I think um, have been a little bit more successful. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to make it very clear. I freaking love Lower Decks. Like, yeah, I'm 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 cool on the pilot. I'm not as I'm not as high on that as some of these other pilots. Yeah. Spoiler alert for the ranking at the end here, but. Uh, <clears throat> It's it's a sh- I can't believe how much I love those characters Weimler Mariner Tandy like they yeah. they are Star Trek characters through and through and they they have lessons for for me as as the viewer that are just as valid and as as uh, you know have, I've taken as much away from as any yeah yeah you know, of, of the others uh, from the from the legacy shows that they're called these days yeah so love lower decks yeah. Prodigy, um, Prodigy, yes. Next, uh, yep. I uh, lost, lost and found is the name lost, of the pilot. Yes. Yep. Which is, um, you know, th- this was another one that, it, it, like all these shows, like I, I think the maybe the big takeaway here, thinking about all these shows, is just how different all five of them are. <laughs> like the Lord X and Prodigy are kind of lumped together as like the animated shows, but they're really different animals. They're very different yeah. uh, flavor profiles. You know, they're, they're just. They don't have much in common other than they're not live action. Um, yeah. But, you know, Prodigy's obviously telegraphed as, like, the family-friendly show, the show that's 
you know, aimed at it's for Nickelodeon. It's 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 aimed at a younger audience. It's made to be more accessible for for kids. But the hope is that it's 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 not a kids show. It's a family show. It's a show that you know a, a, a granddad and a yeah, parent and a kid show. can all sit yeah. and watch and get something out of. I mean, different things out of it, but something out of it. And uh, that's that was obviously a, other than the animated series. It, it's a it's a very different thing for Star Trek and the animated series. It's just, is a divisive topic on its own. So like going back to that territory uh, was was a little worrisome for me. Uh, you know, I was I was kind of cautiously optimistic. Uh, and I feel like once we started seeing the the art of it, like the the, the way that it was going to look, the animation style of it, that's when I started to be really warm to it. Um, and obviously the huge thing that came out about Prodigy and the lead up to it that kind of made my eyebrow go up was the Kmall Grew thing. Like, okay, Janeway's gonna be in it in some way. Like that's obviously like a a huge like big red sign for the for the adult fans out there. Like, don't totally ignore us, give us a shot. Like, you know, there's something here for you too. Uh and that has proven true, I think. Uh there's stuff at the end of first half of the first season that really promise <laughs> Some some big things for for Prodigy that are exciting for you know fans of the show, uh, for fans of Star Trek as a whole. Um, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of promise. This is an unfinished product. We've only seen one half of a season, um, and I know you've probably I think you've seen even less than that, right? You're, you're, yeah, uh, full disclosure, I've only seen like four or five episodes um, mm-hmm. of Prodigy, but I think um, the thing that really blew me away was uh, Bill kind of talked about the animation style. I think the visual is uh, like amazing, um, and and there's some stuff in Lower Decks too that I think are really cool and and yeah. and things that can you can only do uh, you know with animation um, you know on a week to week basis. But I think um, I think it, it ties a little bit back to TOS, right? TOS was meant for um, the first color TV. Like, the, everything's super saturated, really high contrast, lots of color. And and for me, um, it's it's similar with um, Prodigy. I think that um, will captivate uh, some people coming in for the first time, and then you stick around for the... I haven't got to it, but what I'm hearing, um, you know, some of these um, you know, typical um, Star Trek... Um, you know stories and things that make you think and feel and and, and have to think about and so um, yeah uh, so that's that's one positive for me um, for the premiere uh, the premiere goes is just the visuals like this I'm just blown away that and and with all these shows really it's just um, they all look amazing really high quality and um yeah, I'm, I'm really optimistic. Um, I'm mad at myself for not being caught up um, with new Star Trek, but um, I'll do my best to catch up with Prodigy. But um, yeah, four or five episodes in, um, that's my biggest takeaway is the um, just the visuals, um, which kind of take me back to TOS. I think um, <clears throat> the, the visuals for sure are definitely, especially from the premiere, you know, the, 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 the cool thing about Prodigy to me is that it, I think it works really well as a, I think Stranger Worlds is going to do this to some extent too, uh, to be like an entry point potentially for for people who are curious. Or uh, you know, Star Trek can be an overwhelming thing to try to tackle because there's just there's just a lot. And uh, the, the, I think the neat thing about the concept of Prodigy is it be, with it being aimed at younger people, especially the fact that it doesn't again you don't need to know anything. Like it's it's it, you, you literally start with characters who are just kind of like outcasts living on this prison colony who don't know anything about Starfleet or, or the Federation or what's going on out there in the galaxy. And if you go in like that, you're learning about it the way they are. You know, the, the, when they learn about what a phaser is or a tricorder is or a communicator is or what the Federation is, the, you're learning it too. So it really does kind of like hold your hand through some, sort of Star Trek 101 and Cable Grew is giving me the lesson. And that's pretty cool too. Like there's a lot of really neat stuff. And then yeah, they, they do inject enough I think early on little tidbits to kind of I hope keep the veteran viewers held for, for the for the early point of the show before we really get going but I can tell you it's just kind of divert a little bit like the second half of the first season there's there's at least there's one episode uh, that has it's like a temporal anomaly kind of a thing and it's as good as any temporal anomaly episode 
ever. Like it's it's really complicated and but easy to understand. It's like uh, character based. Like they, they they do a really nice job of using it to allow the characters to be explored and advance their arcs. Uh, but it's it's like a really cool science fiction idea uh, that that's that would be perfectly at home. You can take that anomaly and that whole like conceit of what's happening to the ship and put it in Voyager, the next generation or discovery. And you'd have a great episode of Star Trek. And it is a great episode of Star Trek. It's just about these characters. I'm proud of you. Um, so there's, there's a lot of good stuff and there's, I'm telling you, there's the, the end of the first half of the first season, the, like the last two or three minutes of that is as happy as I've been with new Star Trek as anything I've seen since discovery Ooh, around nice. okay. uh, there there's there's some there's some big time stuff <laughs> that that's really exciting and uh i know we're talking about premieres but like th- this was the show that had to work the hardest for me i think to, to to really get me invested because it was so different and it was promised as something that was so different uh the, the family friendly it felt the easiest probably two years ago and it was like being talking about the lead up to it. It was, it was the one that felt the most tempting for even me, somebody who accepts a lot of it and is like really on board with just about everything that they do to take a show and kind of put it in a corner and go, Oh, that's just that thing. That's like, yeah, an interesting little diversion that maybe I'll give a little bit of time to, but yeah. not think about in the same scheme as all the other stuff. Yeah. That's not the case for me, like 10 episodes in that's I'm, I'm excited for Friday to come back. Um, and, the, the premiere and first handful of episodes sold me on that. So if this conversation does one thing, I hope it <laughs> watch prodigy, <laughs> <laughs> watch yeah. prodigy get caught up. Trust me. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's different and it's its own brand of star Trek, but it's, 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 it's the goods. Yeah. There's a lot of really, really neat stuff in it. Cool. This is the part of the conversation I'm the most excited to do because I have no idea what you thought. Uh, yeah. This is Phil and I uh, have I not talked about, about uh, no. Strange Worlds, and it's so it's fresh. I just it's like so fresh. Yeah, I think you're right. I think this is the one that I'm most excited for. Uh, I've got to <laughs> talk about as well. Um, yeah. Well, what did you What did you think coming into this? Like, obviously, this is this is like a unique animal because it's it's a spinoff of sort of. It's it's the first thing that's really kind of directly spun off of something that we've already had. This is that was already exists because yeah. of there was, season two of Discovery. Yeah, like the was, introduction of these actors as those characters is what made this show a thing. So it's a little bit of a different like lead up thing. Like there wasn't a lot of mystery about some of it at least. Yeah, it was pretty narrow. Um. Yeah, that was so popular that I think um, I think every fan feels. Um, a little bit of, uh, you know, pride because I think the popularity <laughs> of this, you know, the, the the fan reaction to this in season two of Discovery, is re- the reason why we have Strange New Worlds right now. And then you know we got a sh- a, a, a fantastic um, short trek. Um, before that, um, but yeah, Strange New Worlds. Um, yeah, it's uh, really good. It's. Um, <laughs> It's really, really good. It's such a. Anytime we do a, you know, character coming back in, um, you know, in his Philian life, uh, I love that. And not just in Star Trek, but when we gotta go and get characters that are on the edge of not coming back, I love that um, type of. I don't know story element. Um, no, but it it. <clears throat> It's um, it's it's Star Trek. It does everything. It's got the morality play. It's got the um, the baggage with Pike dealing with um, I know like this is gonna be more of an episodic type of um, show, um, which I think the fans are really looking forward to, and I am too. Um, but there's still some baggage some really good baggage stuff that we get with um with pike um so i I don't write this off as just an episodic you know uh monster of the week show this is um right this there is some good character stuff with pike um and it feels exactly like a tos episode um it feels like it's got the big three going down to a planet with a morality play um which I, i i love that type of um episode uh, structure um it feels right at home with tos um 
so yeah, it's uh, it's really good. It's really really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I think um, the, the the way that they've kind of described the show from that structural standpoint is like you're gonna get an episode of the week, story of the week, an episodic approach. But if Edith Keeler dies, the next episode. It's not like unmentioned, you know. Like there's yeah, going to be an emotional through yeah, line yeah. from the characters that yeah. will pull and that you'll get reference to, but the 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 sort of mission of the week will be self-contained and it'll have a beginning, middle, and an end within that single episode. Uh, and they're also talking. Uh, and this is this is all like out there since before the show. So this kind of weaves into like what are we thinking before the show? These are all things I was excited about reading before the show. Uh, premiered the idea that they're going to embrace the thing I've said a million times on Trek Live is one of my favorite things in Star Trek is different genres and feels like each each of these episodes is granted an opportunity to kind of deliver the story a little differently. Uh, there's there's yeah stuff out there people who have who write reviews for for sites like Trek Core sites that we all visit and you know get our information from have seen the first handful of episodes. And one of those first handful of episodes is a comedy, apparently. Like, they, they're doing that. Like, they're, they're going to have different tones and genres represented. So all these things were, like, really exciting to me because these are the things I'm, I kind of talk about a lot is, what's up, Goose? How you doing? Um, really exciting parts of Star Trek that I'm, that I'm yeah. into and that I want represented in, in my Star Trek. And I'm excited to have back in a more prominent way in this show. Um, but I, I, I felt the same way coming out of it that you kind of did. It feels very much like a throwback, um, you know, and, and just like we've talked about with all the other shows, like it's its own thing. It feels like all five of these shows deliver a different flavor, a different kind of Star Trek. Uh, this, this is the one that feels the most interested in recapturing uh, some of the strengths of the original series, the next generation, that kind of storytelling, the episodic adventure of the week, uh, with a, with a moral message kind of at its center. It's about us. Uh, you know, I don't think it's going to hold back on being a little heavy handed at times. It's going to do the star Trek thing that, that it's not going to be afraid. To oh, it was pretty head with it. heavy handed this episode <laughs> it was pretty handed. and not yeah. just with the, you know, type of on the nose, you know, the, mm-hmm thing that's going on right now in actually the real world but it was we tackled a a thing that's been argued about since the first episode um that uh aired the um general order one the prime directive Mm -hmm. it 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 took hey what's the most um uh the topic that gets argued about the most um uh, as far as the star trek fandom goes uh let's uh let's bring in the prime direct so it's 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 taking big swings big hacks like first and that's such a mark of um you know premieres in general they, they always take um you know big swings like that but this is no different so yeah sorry finish what you're saying no i totally agree yeah it, it does this and the reason for that i mean the reason i think this show can work as a sort of a gateway is because it's like harking back to those original kind of Star Trek values. Like it, it kind of delivers in a package, like what is Star Trek? Like what, what is, you know, why is it appealing to, to a lot of people? Like what are the, what are the things about it that have made it resonate for as long as it has this, this show seems the most interested in kind of recapturing those things and making that it's calling card. So I think that kind of allows for an inviting kind of peek into like well what's it all about like what's what's a lot of what these 800 some episodes kind of features like what what what, what about the, the 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 older stuff uh resonates after all this time and it, it, it's like boiling it down to like it's basic star trek essentials but doing it with 2022 production values and uh, the, the capabilities of what you can do on tv these days um so you're kind of getting like an original star trek stuff stuffed episode but not with the 1960s uh, yeah we're not we're not shooting on film anymore <laughs> right yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly right um so i i, I like and, and but it's it's doing things like exploring the prime directive and you know what, what's our mission out here what are we doing what are we not supposed to do uh you know what are the risks in what we're doing which is classic uh, star trek it's all classic yeah yeah it's 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 really embracing i think the those kind of foundational elements 
you know, some of those other, some of the other shows that are running right now, I think are pushing the envelope more, which is great. I mean, I'm talking to a guy who absolutely loves unabashedly Star Trek Discovery. It's like, you know, I, I, I it's going to be hard for anything to top that for me because of how much I love it. Yeah. Um, but that, that's, I think more interesting, like pushing the envelope of what Star Trek can do. And that's yes. just as valid, but this is, this is, this is looking back and trying to recapture, you know, some, some of those old tenants. And mm. I think they're both, yeah. you know, valid, um, approaches to doing new Star yeah. Trek. And, but I, I'm excited that they're both here. Yeah. I think what, what's going to be a little bit different, like it, it, it's, it's not going to fall into the trap of, of, like you said, recapturing, but what makes it different is <clears throat> the character beats in it, the 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 Pike stuff that's that's carrying over from Discovery and from not just Discovery. I, f- I feel like people online forget. Did did, did you watch the ca- like the cage that mm-hmm. uh, he's 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 has struggles um, mm-hmm. uh, in, in that and that was yeah. Um, yeah, long time ago. Sure. So, so um, mm-hmm. and we also we're getting more background uh, on Spock and then some of these other characters, and um, it's do, it's doing a good balance of of I think holding back, not getting too fan servicey because there is still good storylines, you know, and, and and some good character beats. Um, there is Kirk on. There is a Kirk on board, so a I Kirk. think we're getting we're getting close to that. Um, you know, don't want to tip the two the hand so far to just being straight fan servicey. But I think in today's age, it's so it's it's of the times to have interwoven characters and and, and exploring that from yeah you know sixty um, some odd years ago almost at this point. So um, yeah, um, I think all good stuff. Yeah, I think um, it, it does, this episode, kind of like I mentioned with uh, really all the premieres, but I think Second Second Contact really had had this as a kind of, I, I specifically mentioned it in the conversation about that, you know, the premiere episode has to do a lot. It has to introduce characters, it has to kind of inform us on what the show's about, but especially with with this show um, and Lower Decks, like they're, they're both pretty concerned with telling us a condensed like a like a, a single story within each episode, so this has to deliver like that pilot stuff, giving us the stuff like you know Pike has to be brought back in, and he's dealing with his baggage from stuff that happened before that we saw, uh, and where Spock is and stuff that has he has going on, and then it's about halfway through it we get to this planet that has like a story of the week kind of adventure to it. Uh, so yeah. there's a lot that has to happen in this 55 minutes, and I think they do a really nice job of. And I think I think the beauty of it is like the whole Pike. The, the scene, my favorite scene in the episode is Pike and Spock in Pike's quarters uh, when Pike's talking about what he saw and feeling like you know he always felt like he could cheat death in the end and living life that way is kind of one way to do it. And at the end of the day, and when he's on the planet giving his Kirk speech, for lack of a better word, to to this you know alien society he's kind of telling them the same thing like you're kind of it's a risky road to just assume that you can cheat death at the last second like you gotta yeah. sometimes it's power and kind of knowing your own fate and what pike's giving this this planet is this is your fate if you keep going down this road this is what yeah is going to happen to you and he's, he's giving them the same out that he's gotten about yeah knowing what his fate is which is how so good this it's so good. It's so, so good. good. I want to watch it again right now. It is so good that that that, that pa- those parallels, and I yeah. think um, that's Pike figuring it out himself too. I think Pike needed that yeah. to be able to use it for somebody else to yeah. accept it for himself and to understand that you know having that insight into his own you know road <clears throat> can have a benefit as well. Like he can he can make him a better captain and give him a, give him some tools that are, are unique. Yeah. It's gonna be exciting to see that play out during the show. Yeah, which is cool because oh, it's just it's so good. Because with, with first contact, you need that common ground, and I think they just had that. And it's, it was just really well done. Uh, even though you know this is the second time Pike's breaking Prime Directive. Yeah, <laughs> Kirk a lot too. Or not uh, Pike, sorry. But Kirk, yeah, yeah I'm mean, all the captains Kirk, too. Kirk, that's, a mar- that's, a mar- that's a mark. That's a mark. That's a mark of the uh, being a captain. It's uh, breaking general order one. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. I just think in true Star Trek fashion, I love that it's so unabashedly like it's they're talking to you. Like they're talking to you, twenty first century viewer living on Earth and in these troubled times. Like that that's that's to me like that's Star Trek and especially the original series. Like it, that's that's cool that they're embracing that kind of quality. So how would you stack these? What's your favorite of these five? Do you have a, do you have a how would you, how would you? Uh, favorite probably still uh, right now is probably Discovery. Um, but I think. Are you talking just pilots or are you talking like where you. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking just pilots here. Just pilots. Um, okay, right. Uh, yeah, I would, I would probably say um, Vulcan Hole Battle Binary Stars. Um, and then I'm putting. Uh, you know, Strange Two Worlds right there at number two, probably. Um, yeah, that's probably you know where my list goes. Um, as far as three through five, um, yeah, I'd probably go Remembrance uh, three. Um, and then, uh, sorry, what's uh? What's um, Prodigies? Prodigies? Lost, Lost uh, and Found. Lost and Found. Yeah. yeah, Lost and Found four, and then maybe um, Lower Decks, um, second uh, mm-hmm. contact or whatever. Um, five probably, but that's not that's not knocking uh, the show at all. I just I'm just yeah. talking uh, you know premieres. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty similar. I look different. I have uh, I put Stranger Worlds at the top for me right now. I mean it's you know, two days after I watched it, three days after I watched it, whatever. So. Some recency bias might be creeping in, but uh, I think that was pretty phenomenally done. Um, I'd go Remembrance too. I think that's really excellent too. Um, I think that's a really strong episode. Uh, I'll go Discovery three, Vulcan Hollow Battle Binary Stars, and then Lost and Found and Second Contact five, Lower Decks. Um, but I love all five of these shows. I'm so happy that they're all here. I think you kind of alluded at one point along the way you, you mentioned, and you've, you've talked about this a lot over the last five years, like you're, you're, one of your big concerns was always with doing all this stuff. Like, don't let it get burnt out. Don't let the creatives get burnt out. Don't let the viewer get burnt out. That's a big concern of viewers and I think a lot of other people. Um, and I think they've, you know, can you imagine two shows more different than Prodigy and Picard? Like, other than... The, yeah, the, that's, the that's, the yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. I think that's a key to avoiding that happening. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's just uh, the, you know, all these premieres, you know, feel different just because the shows are different. And I think that's that's the biggest difference I see with um, this new Trek uh, group as opposed to, um, you know, the old 90s era. Um, I guess... 90s aren't that old. I, if 90s are old, then I'm old. But um, <laughs> I'm just saying that it's just um, the previous era. The previous era, yeah. <laughs> it 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 um, the shows just feel so much different. Um, uh, so yeah, it's. I think that's that's the mark of the true success um, in this new era. Uh, it's just the difference in shows um, and. Uh, which is good uh, because I think they're you know learning from uh, you know past mistakes is not to get too comfortable and also don't get um, you know same writers and showrunners for every show so um, <laughs> yeah have such consistency yeah yeah, uh, yeah I, I feel like they they're both um, they both have their ups and downs in terms of how how to approach it you know like the the nineties era stuff people would criticize for being too formulaic and getting tired and the, the, the show's too attached to the formula. Uh, but now with the new stuff kind of embracing the opposite, like Star Trek isn't a formula. Star Trek is a set of ideas and you know, what, what the, you know, the, the, the sort of aim of what you're trying to get across and less concerned with that. Like now people want the formula. <laughs> like, and so no matter what, it seems like, do we ever know what we want? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like Stranger Worlds is kind of like the return to like the comfort of the the formula, um, and there's there's value in that. Like this, it, it's all you know, 
I guess what I'm trying to get at. I just can't can't please everybody. Uh, back then, and I, having lived through it, like the end of that '90s era, the, the thing that were hanging the people running the shows for was, you know, being too too tied to the the old way, and now people want the old way. So, yeah, come back full circle. <laughs> it all comes back full circle. Yeah. Um, if there's not anything else, I think we'll, um, wrap it up here. Um, I want to thank everybody for watching. I know it's pre-recorded. I'm sorry. Um, I think for the foreseeable future, we're going to be, you know, every two weeks, a couple times a month, um, uh, you know, um, pre-recorded show for now. Um, but we'll, we will be working towards, uh, back to our, you know, weekly live show that we did before. Yeah, this is our way of... <laughs> Dabbing our toe back in the water while life kind of settles down a little yes. bit. This is our way to kind of keep the content going and keep the conversation alive. Uh, name of the show is Trek Live. We want to be live eventually. Uh, that's that's the, the backbone of our show. But this is going to allow us to to do some stuff for a few months, maybe. Right? Yes. Until things settle up. Yeah. So uh, you guys know the drill. The discussion doesn't have to stop here. Um, come over to Twitter or our Discord server. Um, lots of great discussion um, in the Discord server. Um, I know Twitter can be a little bit dodgy at times, but um, Discord server is probably the best place to have such a um, like-minded, very positive uh, discussions about Star Trek. So um, check that out. Uh, DM Bill on Twitter if you need um, that information. Uh, with that being said, thank you for watching, and we'll see you guys next time. Take care. Hey, this is Trek Live Dan again. Like I said before, the discussion does not have to stop here. Come over to our Twitter, Facebook, and our Discord channel to keep the Star Trek discussion alive. See you guys next time.